0: Hi, I'm Mecki, and I'm Tammy, and we're the hosts of Mech and Tam, where Meck and I talk about food, quick and easy recipes we love, and politics, current events, and issues affecting our lives.
1: Hey, Tam, how you doing, homie? Hey, Meck, what's going on over there? Oh, I don't know. somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who that was. <laughs> Well, you know, we all have our moments. It's that time of the month for me, so everything's fine though. Yeah. What
0: about you? Nothing much, you know, just uh, I usually don't have as much going on, so my life's pretty boring. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Well, why don't we get into the show today then? Yeah. So the format for this show will be just a little bit different because we're recording the show on Saturday and we have to talk about the bubbling news before anything else. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we first started researching for this episode, the votes for the 46th president was still being tallied, but it was just announced that Biden will be our new president and Senator mm-hmm. Harris will be our first woman. Not just... Not just a woman, Great. and not just a black woman, but the first woman vice president. Full so, stop. our predictions were very wrong, and we were very proud of that, and oh, thank God. Yeah, so wait a minute, Mek, your New York Senator, Chuck Schumer, I think he said it best on Twitter. I just uh-huh. I just wanted to say his quote. What'd he say? He said, this is history, the first woman to be vice president, the first African American to be vice president, the first Asian American to be vice president. I'm so proud of my friend Kamala Harris. Yes, girl, so funny. You were talking about him tweeting that. He was actually
1: in Prospect Park at Grand Army Plaza. My friend had texted me while I was out here, just kicking it on the streets. It's been crazy out here in these New York City streets The people are on fire.
0: People are so excited, right? You sent me um, that video. I actually sent it to my brother and I sent, yeah. it, I sent it to a couple of people and they were just amazed of how that party was actually going on right in front of your house. Yeah. Like right in front. I mean, from day to night, it just continued on
1: and it was just so celebratory. And I think that you and I had really expected this to go a lot longer. Like we thought it was going to be drawn out, but it's crazy. Today, Saturday, November 7th, to be clear, we have a new yeah. president-elect and a new vice president-elect, and they are making history. And especially vice president-elect Kamala Harris as the first, as Tammy already said, black, Asian, and woman VP. Again, my neighborhood is just on fire. So both of us have been pretty cautiously optimistic. We're still in shock, but a great kind of shock. And boy, were we wrong about Biden's VP pick. And, you know, we're so, so glad we were. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just a little plug here, uh, <laughs> check out episode four, season one. So
0: Biden, who's it going to be? We talk about that and we were so wrong. Yeah, very wrong. Anyways, that being said, the election was historic. I think maybe that's the fourth time we've said that, but it's just, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I think we're just in awe, but not just with Kamala being the first black woman or woman to be VP, there were other historical things that happened with this election. There was the turnout. There was Biden and Trump being the two men running for president with the highest votes ever in this country. Biden nearly got 75 million votes. That's crazy. And crazy. Trump, your boy Trump, got 71 million votes. That's crazier and, because, I'm sorry, not to just cut
1: in right here, but to have 71 million people vote for this buffoon. Yes. 71 million. I do better. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> And this just shows the extent that the people were motivated and passionate and wanted yeah. to be heard. This was historic. Yeah, um, another really historic part. Let's of keep this. saying historic at least three times throughout the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> We need, we need another synonym, but I'll just—I'm going to say <laughs> one no, more I'm time. Doing, yeah, <laughs> another really historic part of this equation is the amount of BIPOC voters Trump was able to rally on his side. I think that really surprised mm-hmm. me and Matt the most. And also grossed us out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what BIPOC is, it's an acronym for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. Right. Thanks for clearing that up, Tam. And you know, it's funny. There's some heated discussion on
1: that term BIPOC. Some people love it, some people hate it, but whatever, because you can't please everyone. I
0: don't know. What do you feel about it? I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to be called African-American or just black. (laughs) So fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. That's pretty funny.
1: Well, anyways, I digress. But, Ham, yes, it's right. Oh, my God. Here I go again. I'm about to use that word. Historical. (laughs) It's historical in so many ways, but it is. It really is. I don't know what else to say. It's such a big deal. But yeah, I'm surprised a little bit about the amount of BIPOC people that he was able to get to vote for him or turn them over to him. I'm definitely surprised by the amount of Black women who supported Trump this time. A little less surprised by the amount of Black men and the Latinx folks, unfortunately, who did. Yeah. They do really think low-key. They all want to be whatever version of Trump that they <laughs> think, you know? It's weird.
0: It's and, really weird. I just find that. I find yeah,
1: because you and I talked about that story on The Daily that we listened to, remember? Yeah. It's Mexican American dude and he was like in his late 50s or something and he was was like i love trump i'm american mexican American. but i love trump and he stands for america i mean i'm paraphrasing but he was like you know he, st- he stands for america and like the dream of land of milk and honey and you work hard and you get what you want and then in another segment the reporter asked
0: did he achieve his dream yet and it was just so funny he was like well not yet <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about that episode of the daily because they were talking about how a lot of specifically mexican men yeah voted for one to vote for Trump, you right, and Black men as well, because of his machismo, pull your bootstrap up kind of man, man he is. quote unquote, success, being a millionaire businessman, a successful businessman, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and
1: they all think that they can do that. But it's funny, like, I think after this man's out and they come for him, either the federal government or New York state government, they're going to learn who he is <laughs> and they'll <gonna> find out <laughs> what he really, really is. So whatever, I mean, anyways, regardless of all that stuff, he... He really did gain significant support and it's hard to drill down any one reason, right? right? BIPOC aren't monolithic. We don't all vote the same. We're not all the same people, period. And like you said, Black, Indigenous, people of color, there's a huge range just in that alone. But I mean, some tout his economic agenda, some his anti-abortion stance, and some just think he's, like you said, this tough guy, pro-American and machismo and puts America first. And, you know, regardless if he's putting kids in cages or banning whole countries, <laughs> <laughs> majority Muslim, just outright banning them. Those are the things that I can think of. But I think you,
0: Tam, have some stats for us about the percentage of BIPOC that swung his way this year, right? Right. Yeah. I pulled these stats from Essence Magazine via the New York Times exit poll. Mm-hmm. And girl, get this. In case anyone is under any illusion and starts blaming Black folks for the slim margin that Biden won, 55% of white women voted for this. Can I say it? hmm Please. Orange. Boom. right <laughs> But can I just ask a question? I mean, this is off topic. But Mm -hmm. why does... I've never gone to a tanning salon. I don't... Yeah. Uh And why, like... I know they put makeup on him and stuff, but... And you have to put those things on your eyes when you go to a tanning salon. But it's so obvious. Can't you just put makeup on your eyes so it doesn't look white around your eyes and then then on the rest of your face? He'd have to put red makeup on? No, just put some orange makeup on his eyes so it matches his orange skin. I don't know. But that's such a
1: good question. I don't know. He just just wants people to go to the tanning... I think he wants people to think he has all that time to go to a tanning salon. That's a good question. I just always,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I would think you'd want it to blend. But I don't think
1: anybody puts foundation on their eyes and stuff, right? Because isn't it like, is it irritating? No, you could put, you could put the liquid
0: foundation. Yeah.
1: People do all the time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Side note. That's a great question. (laughs) Okay. So back to the statistics. Yes. So just remind him how many white women voted for for him. (laughs) I'm actually going to quote and read the stats verbatim from the essence piece. More white women voted for president Trump in 2020. 55% 55% compared to 53% who voted for him in 2016, according to the New York Times exit poll. Additionally, 18% of Black men who voted cast their ballots for Trump, compared to 13% in 2016. Black women's support for Trump continues to be minuscule, but doubled 8% in 2020 compared to 14 compared to 4% in 2016.
1: I thought you said 14% in yeah. 2016? <laughs> exactly. That, was so
0: dumb, huh? that is pretty minuscule, but damn, still. Trump's support among Latino voters also increased. In 2020, 36% of Latino men voted for Trump compared to 32% in 2016. As for Latinas, 28% broke for Trump in 2020 versus 25% in 2016. Mm -mm -mm. So it's funny, Tam. Actually, so the percentage of the Black women voters went higher than the percentage of the Latina voters. That's true. Yeah. 4 and then 3%. Yeah. My question for all of you, but since Mecca's is here with me right now, I'm just going to ask her. Do you really think that the numbers really went up or do you think the numbers went up because there were more voters than ever before? Yes. I'm never good at math, girl. You know me. I'm just <laughs> going to say yes, the safe answer. <laughs> Okay, because I, I really didn't expect you to answer. I, it was kind of a rhetorical question that came to me when I was thinking about the numbers. But it's apparent that both of us were very surprised. It truly baffled me how Trump increased his support with the Black community. And honestly, Mac, I think that a lot of it was more of a class issue. Really? Um, yeah, because first I think about some Black folks with money. For example, your boy, 50 Cent. Please, that's your boy. No, <laughs> your boy, 50 Cent. Curtis Jackson. guy <laughs> okay who <laughs> you forgot where he came from. Cooks, Jackson, <laughs> come on over here. With your <laughs> big jaw and your big head. Yeah. 50 Cent, he tweeted something like this. We don't know the exact quote, but it was something like this. Trump, 2020, Biden's going to raise taxes. I don't want to be 20 cent. Black folks with money are completely repelled by the idea of a tax hike. Well, some by, of them, right? Yeah, well, some of yeah. them. I should say <laughs> some of them. By a tax hike by Biden. And they know Trump's policies don't hurt them. They hurt the poor. They hurt the working and middle-class families. But I also think that Trump, when he he started promoting his promise to launch the Platinum Plan for the Black community, it really appealed to some Black voters and regardless of whether or not he would be able to follow through on that promise. I think his willingness to talk about it appealed to a segment of Black voters. If you would like more information about the Platinum Plan, I'm going (laughs) to plug one of our episodes. Uh, We actually discussed this in episode 15. This episode is called, Can a Political Party Really Help the Black Community? And there's a link in that episode as well. Oh, great.
1: That's great Uh, for both the episodes. It's, who is it going to be Joe Biden and for this one right
0: well for the platinum plan there's a oh. link to the platinum plan oh. so that you can review it right Duh, you sorry. <laughs> the, episode's, the episode's already there no. <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> you know what I want to do I feel like
1: doing Mr. President Mr. President <laughs> we love you Sorry, y'all. I know it's so stupid. We shouldn't have been definitely not watching that dumb town hall or whatever the hell he did. But when Joe Biden was doing his and then Trump was doing his, we completely, like jerks, watched the Trump one because we knew it was going to be a crap show. There was I know y'all know who I'm talking about. She was a black woman, but she was actually Dominican, Afro-Latina, Dominican black woman. And she was in the back just nodding her head every time. <laughs> every time he was violently nodding it. She was so pro-Trump. And there's a great skit that was the Saturday of that same week that town hall aired. They did. Just get on it on SNL. you <laughs> should try to find that and check it out. Just Google "Black Lady nodding at Trump's <laughs> Trump's Florida town hall." We'll put, yeah.
0: we'll put a link in. And yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. yeah,
1: we should. That's a good idea. Thank you. So, anyways, Tim, I think you're right. I think there's definitely a class element within the very small minority of Black voters that support and voted for him. To your point, another one is Little Wayne, his <laughs> little cockroach-looking self with the little buck teeth. <laughs> Same thing. He touted Trump's platinum plan, and we talked about the holes in that plan in the 15th episode, as you said earlier. But what kills me is 50 Cent and Little Wayne. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're so out of touch with reality yeah. that they don't even realize most people in this country will never earn even half a percentage point of what they make. You know, I think Biden's been pretty clear, no matter how much the right tries to fearmonger in terms of how he's going to raise taxes on the working class and the middle class, he's been pretty clear about wanting to raise taxes on households making more than $400,000 a year, period. So I just think that 50 Cent and Little Wayne, they're out there so out of touch with the reality of so many people in America. But anyways, Black men, what can I say? It's like a dear friend once said to me one day, girl black men are the white people of black people <laughs> obviously that's so messed up but obviously not all black men but you know whatever let's let's move on and talk about
0: 45 or about how 45 was able to double the numbers with black women i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but i'm glad you said not all black men because you know scott would be of like of course not jumping on you <laughs> yeah of course and there's so many great black men that i know so yes. many
1: more more good ones than bad ones but there are those ones that are out there you know we <laughs> you know, know quite so bad, and they clutch onto it in, within the black community.
0: <laughs> we know. Right.
1: But um, let's move on and talk about how 45 was able to double the numbers of black women who reliably not only vote blue, but are amongst the most consistent voters in the nation. But it's kind of funny, actually. I mean, it's interesting. I really want to understand this whole black women jumping ship and voting for him. And again, not in large numbers, but like, who hurt you, sis? Man, what's going on, sister? Who hurt you? <laughs> and it's like, it's funny. This was what this show was supposed to be about, right? And we really did try to find research. So we've got the research on the black men and the white women, but we couldn't really come up with any insight yeah. as to why the black women were <laughs> moving over to Trump. So yeah, there's just not enough information on there because like you said, when you were talking about the. Before Tam, you know, I don't think black women matter in America just yet, you know? I mean, because mm. that would be news, right? Like having a sizable increase and it just it wasn't. But I'll tell you what, black women are gonna matter now a whole lot. And yet again, we showed up this whole election and
0: no one's gonna be able to ignore this historic moment. So thanks, Kamala. Exactly. This is just so amazing that the first woman BP is a black woman. So true. Right? That's crazy. I never even, yeah, 100%. I, I really didn't think it was going to happen, but I know, I know. That's one of the biggest reasons that you and I thought that Trump would take office for four more years. But yep. thankfully, we were so wrong. So, yep. can I get a soul clap or a hand clap or something? <laughs> <For> sure, <yeah. laughs> All that. I'm so happy that Kamala is our vice president elect. And it's just so important and so big for little black girls everywhere. In fact, I called one of my girlfriend's daughter, Asha. You know her. Yeah, yeah, little cutie. Yeah, she's about five years old and her mom is Indian and her dad is Haitian. And I said to her, do you know that the vice president looks just like you? She was so cute because (laughs) she has like curly, thick hair. Mm. Well, her hair is thicker than mine. But she was like, I look like you and your hair is exactly the same as mine. It is. I always say that to you. I always say you look more like her than her own. mom does (laughs) (laughs) i just well i just wanted her to know a lot of black women will probably be having the same call but Mm -hmm. i just wanted her to know that there's someone that looks like her that was able to be in such a high position in these united states but um sure yeah but mac I'm, i'm not trying to be a debbie downer here or bring attention to issues in the black community or so don't (laughs) by any community of color. But you know, if I thought it, I think others thought it as well and probably didn't want to say it. But why is America always willing to prop up all kinds of quote unquote other Black folks? It doesn't feel like a coincidence to me that the two firsts to occupy the highest and the second highest office in America were both children of Black immigrants and were both of mixed race. It makes me think of the term that Ice Cube coined, ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves, and how no matter how hard we try we just don't get the shine we deserve unless it's in entertainment hmm. i mean shirley chisholm made history by running for president as a first black woman but not many people know about her and both hmm. jesse jackson and al sharpton were basically laughed out of any real chance of running for president well to be fair Al <laughs> Sharpton back <then> was, <laughs> i was like 300 pounds and a little greasy greasy perm yeah okay i knew you were but, gonna say that as soon as i said <laughs> that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe. I got I kind of yeah yeah anyway yeah <laughs> so Okay. But to be clear, I'm super <laughs> happy. It's just interesting within the context of this country, but I do realize the beautiful impact Kamala will have on so many young Black and Asian girls. Really, I do. I just wonder sometimes, you know. Yeah. We talk about a lot
1: of this stuff so much, but I really find that that's really, really interesting. And I totally get it as well. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We all still, you know, what's, but sometimes it feels a little bit more accepting to be just not an American, American Black. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about Kamala strongly identifying as a Black woman? woman was born and raised in Oakland went to Howard and was an AKA mm. Howard where you and I have met and we both know what a special place it is right and it yeah. was like the sheer pride that comes from people who attend the university yeah Thank you. H-U- but anyways, does that make it a little less bittersweet and just more sweet? I think it's just mind-blowing, regardless, right, that a Black Indian daughter of immigrants is holding the second highest office in the world. And it really is the world, right? Because they always look to, oh. you know, the U.S. as a superpower. Right. But just her existing in that space, it's such a big win for us. It's like people are going to have to start acknowledging and seeing us and I- all all the brilliance that we bring.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually went to the store after I heard that Biden and Harris were the president and vice president-elect. And I was just going to the store and I felt like such a, a pride. And even if somebody looks at me wrong, I'd be like... Look, we got a black woman. Exactly. exactly. In office. So don't so even true. look at me sideways. Right. But I don't know. I just had a more of a pride. Yeah, so, I'm, sure. I'm definitely proud that she identifies as a black woman, especially when she she looks like a black woman. Mm-hmm. It goes back to one of the theories that you and I always talk about, the theory about how a biracial person usually identifies more prominently with the race of that person's mother. But Kamala, she seems to identify with the black race yet her mother is Indian. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing up a lot of topics that we could really dig deeper on and have people maybe on the show that could possibly give me or us more insight yeah I mean I think that's such a hot button topic or like a very emotional yeah. one right but it's yeah. true it's so much
1: deeper and I think from at least the biracial women I know that were raised by white moms it always seems like they kind of were torn when they were younger and they've come into their own as black women as they've gotten older but I also know a lot to your point about conversations with a lot of people that identify as biracial not necessarily just black and the way that we're used to hearing from sort of our generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always think about Halle Berry, Tracy Ellis Ross, Alicia Keys, Lenny Kravitz, Lisa Bonet. All of them were biracial. I, and I literally didn't know apart from Alicia Keys and uh, Lenny Kravitz and obviously Tracy Ellis Ross because Diana Ross's daughter, all of them came out as black. Right. It, it was never talked about like they're multiple biracial or whatever it was. They're pretty proudly, particularly Halle Berry when you think of her, Tracy Ellis Ross, really proudly black, but maybe it's just a generational thing. I don't know. May,
0: maybe it is. I guess that's what it is.
1: I find it interesting that here as a mother raising two bicultural, biracial children, I'm pretty committed to raising them as Black kids. I want them to definitely know about their Ethiopian heritage, Black history in America. They present like they're Black, so that's the way I'm going to raise them. However they identify with in the future, that's on them. But I know at least they've got the roots for that. It's funny, here in Brooklyn, there's so many families here with white moms and Black dads, because sometimes I feel like I'm back in Cali. (laughs) Like it feels like we're in California, but they're not necessarily, they don't see it necessarily the same way that I do. Like a lot of, them are mixed race kids or biracial or I don't know if it's a white mom thing. I mean, I guess you and I always talk about that, but Mm. it's interesting. It's a big topic to undertake and it really would be interesting to dig deeper. That being said, Tam, what's the takeaway today? How are we making lemonade out of these lemons?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, before I go into that, I do have to say that being around you and being around Elliot, your husband, and mm-hmm. being around your children, I do feel like they are very proud of both of you. Mm-hmm. They do identify as Black, but they're very proud of both of you. And you've instilled that in them, which is, I feel like it's rare. But Thank
1: you. I don't know if it is, but thank you. I mean, I don't know if we've done much because we're pretty lazy, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I just, I just teach him how to dance. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> eat in,
0: and eat in Jeddah. And he's just all about soccer. So, <laughs> do it like, It'll It'll say. Anyway. Say. But honestly, we veered so much off topic. <laughs> yeah, because we started with how Trump was able to increase his support with BIPOC. I do actually think that there's some lemonade to be made out of this, I guess you would say a hot mess of lemons. <laughs> Such a hot mess of lemons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least with the voters who cite the economic part of it as a big attraction to Trump, Biden really needs to show us he's serious about the Black and Latinx support. Give us an economic plan and compare it to the quote-unquote alleged plan that Trump put out. Talk about wage stagnation and how he's going to help. His white working class voters are concerned about that too. And finally, I think the biggest cold glass of lemonade we can surely be happy to have from these lemons is in the end, despite flipping some BIPOC votes, the majority were with Biden-Harris. And we have a new president and vice president come January. 2021. Amen. Yes, Tam. that's so, so true. Well, I think that's all we got for you today, y'all. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we mm. forgot about the recipe. Didn't you? Did you have a recipe oh, you wanted yeah, to share?
1: You know what? I do. Well, it's not mine, so it's kind of shady. I'm taking it from Elliot. <laughs> I'll put it up there. I think he got it from New York Times. He's all about the New York Times cooking recipes, but we did, or we, let me stop lying. He, he made this baked ziti with spicy sausage and spinach, and it was chef's kiss everybody
0: to die wait, wait you sent me a picture of that that looked really okay. good i wanted to eat my phone when i was looking at it yeah yeah i mean it was it was good like that the little spicy sausages
1: mm-hmm. i'm definitely gonna put that on instagram and i think that is it sorry that okay <laughs> yeah that's it we will see you next week see you next week peace hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoy talking do us a favor and if you like what you heard spread the word go ahead and find us on instagram at meccandam follow us and subscribe
0: to the podcast just remember new episodes drop every wednesday and we'll talk to you then